It's the state of Victorian greyhound racing and the stories behind the sport. This is RSN 927's Off The Leash. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Off The Leash. Trent Mason out with you, joined by my partners in crime from GRV, Molly Haynes and Andrew Copley. Good morning, team. How are you? Going well, thank you, Trent. Yes, good morning. Great to have you along once again. Let's kick off. We've got plenty to get through over the next 25 minutes or so. And uh, the Yellow Dog Makes Hay. This was a great initiative last Thursday night. Right around Australia, uh, we were cheering for the Yellow Number 5 Dog to help raise money for the farmers, Andrew. Yeah, that's right. The first time the greyhound racing community has got behind Australian farmers. And it was all about last Thursday night, as you mentioned, with $10,000 raised for Australia's drought-affected farmers. $1,000 was donated to Rural Aid Australia's Buy a Bale campaign every time the yellow number five rug won a race at various tracks around the nation. This included Sandown Park, where three greyhounds won in the number five, including the mighty Orson Allen. There was eight in total across the country, taking it up to $8,000, plus Greyhound Clubs Australia donated an extra $2,000, which was very nice of them. Total raised $10,000 to help Aussie farmers feed their cattle. Well done to all the clubs for getting behind that fantastic initiative. All right, moving on, the 2018 Ready to Race sales will be again held at Bendigo in November with nominations now open for breeders wanting to nominate their pups, Andrew. Yeah, that's right. So the Ready to Race sales, very unique series. It's where Greyhounds trial at Bendigo over the 425 metres in heats and then a final. So heats against three other dogs, then the finals against up to five other dogs. So it's a terrific way to see how they uh, can work their way through a field. And as you mentioned, the nominations are now open. They close at 5pm on Friday, October 12. And for the first time in its six-year history, the uh, the nominations will be open to greyhounds bred outside Victoria, so all around Australia and even New Zealand. So it's for greyhounds born between the 1st of July 2016 up until the 30th of June 2017. So for greyhounds aged between 18 months and two and a half years. Uh, it's a terrific way to show your quality uh, of, of your stock. They trial in fields, as we mentioned. There'll be 250 or so cashed up owners at Bendigo on a Saturday afternoon to bid for these dogs at auction. To find out more, go to ready to race .grv.org.au Time now to talk about one of the champions who sadly left us last week, El Grunson. You're one of the all-time greats of Australian greyhound racing. He recently passed away at the age of 10 years after succumbing to bone cancer. This was uh, sad news, Andrew. It was, yeah. In my 20 years of greyhound racing, I rate El Grunson as the third best sprinter I've seen, just behind Brett Lee and Fernando Bale. And here's why. He had 43 starts for 35 wins. He won nine straight races on two occasions. He won three Group 1s, three Country Cups, and broke three track records. And then he went to stud and produced some quality greyhounds, including Ando's Mac, who won the 2016 Melbourne Cup, and also Swimming Goat, a greyhound from New Zealand, who won 22 straight races. And developed a cult following at the same time. Oh, you would, winning 22 straight. It's pretty phenomenal. Now, last year, El Grand Senor came to Sandown Park for the Victorian Greyhound Awards as he was inducted into Greyhound Racing Victoria's Hall of Fame. So that was a very special night. He was, of course, brought along by his owner, trainer and breeder, Carolyn Jones, a lovely person, Carolyn, and she'll be missing El Grand Senor like no tomorrow. He followed her around the paddock. He'd go with her to exercise the other greyhounds on her property, and, look, they were pretty much inseparable for the last 10 years. But to read more about this story, 
On Al Grant's new, he actually features on the front cover of our latest edition of Greyhound Monthly magazine, the October edition. To check it out, simply Google Greyhound Monthly. Yeah, he was an absolute star, no doubt, no doubt about that. All right, the Adelaide Cup heaps Cup heats at Angle Park this Thursday night. And Molly, we've dominated. That is the Vicks at uh, Wentworth Park on the weekend. Hopefully we can do more of the same in the uh, heats of the Adelaide, the Group 1, coming up this Thursday night. Absolutely. So there's five heats of the Adelaide Cup, meaning the um, the winners of the five heats in the fastest three seconds make it through to the Group 1. Now, Aston Cometo is going back after finishing sixth in the South Australian Derby, along with his kennel mate, Real Simple, for the Thompsons. Now, Litter Brothers' Chiefs sidekick and Chiefs empire, who haven't been seen since the Hillsville Cup heats, Actually, I think one of them was scratched for the Hillsville Cup. He's, I believe that was Chiefs Empire. Um, they will be making a return to the track in the Adelaide Cup heats. Um, I'm really liking Chiefs Empire in this. He's got really, like blistering early speed. And I think, especially when you're going to a track that you haven't seen before, early speed is just is really important. And I think for the Victorians, he's probably the one I like out of um, out of all all of the heats to tell you the truth and but Victoria has really dominated the Adelaide Cup in the in recent years I think we've won the past five Adelaide Cups and that includes last year Raw Ability there was Alan Deed the great Fernando Bale and Aqua Cheetah so uh, hopefully we can continue our great form in Adelaide. Let's go and have a chat to uh, one of the trainers who's got one of the uh, top line chances there at Angle Park tomorrow night. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Good to have a chat there to Des Douch, and uh, we wish him all the best at Angle Park on Thursday night. All right, Andrew, watchdog form service time. Any winners over the past few days? Yes, had a sensational day on Monday, the watchdog, picking six out of 12 winners at Trelgan. While at Ballarat on Monday, the watchdog selected Bryden Dora as his first pick. She paid $7, would you believe? And also on Monday at Shepparton, the watchdog picked Jiggy's Luck who paid $6.40, so great day there. And, of course, for all your free form guides and expert selections for all Victorian Greyhound race meetings, simply Google the Watchdog. It's RSN 927's Off The Leash. Eighteen notorious back on the inside, jumped fairly well, slowed to move out there, Donna Forrest going quickly, Federal Lily found the front around the first turn and got away by two and a half lengths down to Rixia per second going around the outside of that point, High School Caden, over on the inside the favourite notorious Max on the improve, followed by Shady Tex over in the inner, to get then Mapungamali coming up the back straight, Federal Lily the leader, coming out after now, notorious Mac railing brilliantly now, the favourite shot through, notorious Mac took the lead and dashed away now, and it's notorious Mac racing clear at the end of it. Uh, second ahead by what might be Shady Tex and O's through to Lily, I'd say, at the end. Followed by Rixie of Pest and then came Ice Cool Caden, followed by Mapungabali. And the time for the race is around 30 and 19. Tailed off in the affair, Dinah Forest. Notorious Mac winning recently there at the Meadows for Des Douch, who's our special guest this morning. Notorious Mac will head over to Adelaide to contest the heat of the Adelaide Cup. G'day, Des, how are you? Yeah, good, buddy, good. Des, it's Molly here. You're a born and bred thoroughbred trainer. Now, I want to know, how do you go from training athletes of around 500 kilos plus to now just 30 kilos? Yeah, it's a bit easier on the pocket. They don't need as much, so that's one good thing. <laughs> but, uh, no, look, it's, once you've been training the horse, I suppose, you know, it's um, sort of similar to the dogs. You just keep them happy, keep them fit, and hopefully they can do the job. Absolutely. Now, I believe um, you were introduced to the Greyhounds through the Thompson Kennel. You must feel really lucky to have such a strong and highly respected connection to the Greyhounds. Oh, no question about that. I mean, the way that they've helped me, um, yeah, I 
the success I've had without them, that's for sure. Now, what does a typical working day look like for you between working the horses and the greyhounds? There really mustn't be much time left in the day. Yeah, no time at all. No, I'm lucky. I hope normally get one hour sleep during the day on the couch, and that's a heavy sleep, don't worry. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, that sort of does the job for me, so yeah. But no, I get plenty of help too. I've got brothers, and uh, my wife helps out a lot, and the kids, so yeah, no, it's all good there. So what are your, your kennels and stables like? How many horses and to greyhounds do you have? What's the ratio like? Oh, I've got three in work, three horses, and I've got... Counting the brood bitches and young dogs, I've got about 19 dogs, I think, yeah. Well, that'll definitely keep you busy. But now, 2012, you purchased a greyhound by the name of Easy Baby. She's an El Gran Senor, you know I'm loopy. And you started training her about 10 starts into her career. What was the transition like from training horses to greyhounds? Were, were there some nerves were you, when you were heading into handling her? Yeah it, was, um, yeah, it was sort of good because we never got before me and my nephew and... Um, you know, we'd give it a crack, and, uh, yeah, no, I actually enjoyed it, enjoyed it. And the dog was just, uh, well, that dog used to just run around home, like no, no, need no kennel or nothing, just run around <laughs> home and no leaving up and just call her, and she used to, yeah, come, and, yeah, and she was just completely different to what I do now with them, but um, maybe she would have been better if I'd been doing a better job, but anyway, <laughs> she'd done, she done her job as a brew bitch, so it was good. Yes, now she had 15 starts for three wins on the track. She may not have set the track alight, but she certainly made her mark in the breeding barn. Now, the first litter you bred was a banjo boy, Easy Baby. Now, before I ask you about the litter, let me put this into perspective. Now, your first litter, there was eight born. They had 200, well, they're having 254 starts. She had 82, they had 82 wins for 77 minor placings and $367,000 in prize money. They have 10 group race appearances. You've got the likes of Big Flood, Brugolino, Mars Rising and Peterdale. Now, this litter, to start your breeding career off, is absolutely surreal. And you, you're probably forgiven if you're thinking that this breeding game is pretty easy stuff. Oh, no, I was definitely lucky there. There's a couple more mentioned too. Carrie O'Connor and Jacob Carson, they're very good dogs then, but they went to miss. Oh, Jake's going to come back with Carrie O'Connor. He's sleeping on the couch with my brothers, but he was a very good dog as well. But um, no, look, it was just the first litter. It was, call it what you want, there was no science behind it. It was just luck, and to get a litter like this is just, yeah, brilliant. Now, is it true that you chose Banjo Boy because he was the only sire you knew at the time? No, I just seen that I was watching... Um, a race on the TV, and I seen a sign in the background, Banjo Boy, it's that I'd never heard of him because I hadn't been in Greyhounds then, and I got on the computer and I thought, oh, he goes, oh, goes all right, this dog, so I ring the bike up and brought a straw, and that was it. Oh, that, that's, it sounds like an absolute dream. Now, Easy Baby's next litter is to Black Magic Opal. They're about 17 months old. How are they coming along? There's certainly a lot to get excited about with the future of this yeah, litter. Yeah, they're at the breakers now. Um, he hasn't been ringing me up and giving me much of an update, so I don't know whether that's a good sign or a bad sign. But um, I, I don't think that they're... At this stage, they haven't been, you know, set in the place of light. But, um, yeah, it's only early days with them yet, so we'll just have to wait and see there. But hopefully, hopefully we get something good out of them. Now, Des, it's Andrew Copley here. And just looking forward to tomorrow night, Notorious Mac lining up in a heat of the Group 1 Adelaide Cup. We heard him winning at the Meadows a few weeks ago, he's a, he's an outstanding greyhound. I mean, he's run 29.79 at the Meadows, which is very quick going. How did you come about 
to train this greyhound. He's beautifully bred Fernando Bale out of Tiamo, who was a group-class greyhound herself. Yeah, well, um, Shona Thompson, her, her sister and um, her young fella Kane, they owned the dog and it was um, running in Tassie and uh, they wanted to have a crack at Victoria with it. So Shona ran me up and said, oh, would I like to have a go with it? And I said, yeah. So I, yeah, I got him and he's done, he's done a great job. He's a gutsy little fella. He's only little, but um, only thing about it, I took him up to Sydney last week. He, he drew the pink. He's got the pink again on Thursday night at Adelaide and he's mad for the fence, but anyway bit of luck and we might get through hopefully hopefully now uh he's uh lining up as you mentioned box number eight on thursday night are you going in with any sort of confidence at all oh yeah yeah no worries so like he he's as you said before he's a very good dog and i mean if he's can leave that straight you know i like him he's second 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 or third leaving the straight um He's very, very strong, so I expect him to go very well. But there's a good dog in it, Nation, so no question about that. But uh, I know how good this fellow is too, so hopefully he can um, get through. Well, fingers crossed, as we've got a um, a pretty good record, um, Victorians, with the Adelaide Cup. But before you go, I made a really big call a little while ago about Brugolino. I called, I had this as my litter of the year. Now tell me yeah. how they're going. Tell me you're as excited as I am about these greyhounds. Yeah, well, they are they're rippers, mate. You see them there. Everyone that sees them says about them. They are absolute beauties. So, yep, no, I've got 10 of them. So, oh, I sold uh, I sold six of them. I've kept four. So, no, very excited about them. Well, I'm looking forward to being right about uh, two years down the track. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. Let's hope so. Hey, Des, good, good on you, mate. Thanks so much for joining us on Off the Leash this morning and good luck in Adelaide tomorrow night. No worries, buddy. Thanks very much. All right, Molly, time for Litter of the Week. Who you got for us? I've got a really exciting one this week. It's a Fernando Bale Born Ali litter. Uh, Noel Mugovan is a breeder. I had a really good chat about where his lines are going and how excited he is about um, all of them. But this Fernando Bale Born Ali litter were born in August, so they're around nine weeks old. There were eight pups, three dogs, and five females. Now, I was a huge fan of Born Ali when she was racing. She had 90 career starts for 20 wins and 30 minor placings. She was also in eight group races, winning the Group 1 Galaxy in Perth, and I was lucky enough to be on course to witness that. Now, her first litter to Barsha Bale include... Um, Benali, Janali, and there's a heap of them that have competed in group races. Her second litter um, are to Marbro, Marbro Fabio, and they're starting to hit the track now. Um, Sweet as M is the first um, greyhound out of this litter to have raced. Um, she won at Sandown in in. 29.41, so she won her maiden in that. Now, Noel does tell me this Fernando Bale born Ali, there are going to be around three pups for sale in this litter. Now, I think they're going to go really fast as soon as and everyone finds out that they're for, for sale. Um, he didn't give me a price as to how much he's going to sell them for, but look, I really don't think they're going to be cheap. Born Ali, she is a proven producer, and Fernando Bale, he is no doubt one of the best stud dogs we have seen. So if you want any more information about um, or to find any of the other litters that were born in Victoria, just simply Google Greyhound Monthly for all of that information. You mentioned Benali there. Gee, how well is he going? He's absolutely flying at the moment. He sure is. Now, Noel told me, I think he won, uh, he his win at Wentworth Park, I think it was last start, was the fastest uh, since the track. Oh, no, I forget it's what it was. The it fastest was the, for a long time. 29-29 yeah, yeah. he ran. And for a greyhound that is a front-running stayer, yeah. just 
drop back in distance to run that sort of time is phenomenal, really. Yeah, I mean, we give Rip and Sam and uh, Tornado Tears all the adulation, and rightly so, but there's plenty of other good dogs around that are doing good things as well, and Benali's certainly one of those. And he, he tested Tornado Tears in that speed star recently at Sandown too, so he's certainly right in the zone. Yeah, uh, he really did. Noel said that... Um, because I said, oh, you know, it's almost unlucky coming up against a dog like Tornado Tears and Ripping Sam. You know, imagine having a stayer and you're coming up against yeah. the greatest stayer, on, you know, potentially the greatest stayer in Australia. And he said, no, I, f- I feel lucky because you can, you're looking at his form and you're seeing Tornado Tears, you're seeing Ripping Sam. Yeah. And you're, also, if you're watching his replays, you're seeing that he's leading these dogs too. Yep. And that's just as exciting for him, which is great. Yeah, great attitude. And unfortunately, well, some of these stayers will get their chance now to win some big ones because we know Ripping Sam and Tornado Tears are on the sidelines. All right, let's finish finish up here, Molly, with your Gap Dog of the Week. Now, my Gap Dog of the Week is a little girl by the name of Emma. She raced under the name Useful. She had 59 starts for two wins and 13 minor placings. She is a five-year-old black female. Now, the Gap girls tell me she is very social and just loves playing with toys. She also really enjoys the company of other dogs. And she'll suit living in a home with kids over five years of age. She's been in foster care, so she's learnt the role and she is now available for adoption. But this is a really good chance to mention on Saturday at Sandown Park, we have our upcoming adoption day. There's going to be 30 dogs available. It's going to be run from 1pm to 3pm. Like always, registrations are essential. So make sure you go to gap.grv.org.au to register for this event and uh, hopefully go and find yourself one of these beautiful greyhounds to take home. Absolutely. Get amongst it. They are sensational pets. All right, guys, we are out of time this morning. Thanks for coming in. I won't be with you next week, but I'll be thinking of you and tuning in from my banana lounge at Port Douglas. So uh, have a good show. (laughs) Yes, you have fun over there. Thanks, Trent. Want to hear Off the Leash again? It'll be up on iTunes, on Facebook and on the podcast page at rsn.net.au.